Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. Tom, you sound so quiet tonight. Where are you? I ask as he's eating. <laughs> I'm sitting at, San, at uh, the San Francisco airport tonight. Ooh. <laughs> that's his dedication to the cause, guys. Yep. I went to listeners, Tom really gives you his best. It's a good way to plug the podcast and people walk by and just hear you talking about Christmas and stuff. <laughs> there you go. I, I wore my hoodie to my new job this week. Ooh, did you get a lot of comments on it? Or questions? No, no, no none. Nobody? <laughs> oh, well. I'm still waiting for the ask me about my podcast button. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get that so, made before Julia goes to San Francisco. So guys, I have a few um, periods to put on stories I've told you guys in the past. Number one, my Halloween story. I did find a Joker costume. I managed to put one together. And I won first place, $75 Amazon gift card. Are you serious? Your your friend that dressed in the cat suit didn't even win? No, she didn't even place. I felt bad. Oh my gosh. (laughs) you last minute rolling up in there <laughs> winning the- <laughs> took me three hours to wash the makeup off but i won are you serious three hours oh, so basically so 25 sad. bucks an hour to get the makeup off that's right well, you got Pretty paid much. money to take your makeup off <laughs> uh, also because the listener asked about this a while back do you remember i told you guys that story about when I first switched to my current team, my boss took me to Starbucks and all yeah. of a sudden the barista was like cold shouldering me, like yep. going forward. Yes. So my boss and I were driving through to the drive through recently and we ordered, we get to the window and this girl comes to the window. She didn't take our order, but she was like, Oh, I thought that was your voice over the loudspeaker. I was like, ha, 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 yeah. So she walks away. My boss is like, she's kind of like flirty and Friendly. smiling with you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I was like, I don't think so. But she comes, gives. she was like, I'm glad it's you. I would have been kind of embarrassed. And she hands us the coffees. I'm like, okay, see you later. Bye. And my boss has my coffee. And she, she was like, you know, she drew hearts all around your name. <laughs> Right. Oh my gosh. And this is the same one that you said was totally macking on you. And we were like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> she really was. <laughs> oh man. I know. Uncomfortable. I mean, I, I, mean, I yeah. get it. Every time I, every time I write into these things, I put little hearts around it too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so my boss is like I feel bad for her because she probably thinks you're single and you're married and I was like I'm not like giving her that impression I don't I have to get my ring resized that's all oh you didn't even have your ring on Anthony <laughs> <laughs> for those of you listeners who can't see which would be none which of you. Which is all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Tom just held up a receipt with my name drawn on it, surrounded by hearts. And Tom, I have to say, you have lovely handwriting. And those are some solid hearts, Tom. I feel like you practice, maybe? No. Um, I just decided earlier when I, had, when I would actually draw them, like, like with Ellie. I'm not able to make the like, bubbly. Ellen hearts. DeGeneres is just peeking over Tom's shoulder right now. 
Not everyone has cute hearts, so I just make uh, like smashing pumpkins hearts, you know? Oh, yeah. But so the next day I went in again. I went in for my daily coffee. And she was like, oh, hey. I was like, hi, how's it going? Order my coffee. She's like, oh, so that, so that, that was one of your coworkers yesterday? I was like, yeah, that was my boss. She's like, oh, cool. That's cool. Did you mention your wife? <laughs> I mean, I know you don't have a ring on, but then you could have been like, that was my boss who happens to look nothing like my wife. Have I mentioned my wife? I have a great wife. Wife, 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 wife. If Sarah, if Sarah wanted him, she should have put a ring on it. <laughs> oh, man. So I have a really cool team now. I yeah. like my new job. It's all amazing. Mm-hmm. That's great. That is great. One of the, one of the, um, one of the girls I work with came up and she's like, "Hey, check out my cool new business card I had made. Do you recognize it?" So here it is. Do y'all recognize what it's from? Uh, American Psycho. Yes, she bought. She made her business card like the American Psycho business card. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna fit in just fine here. Uh, that's a spectacular movie, by the way. Yeah, it is. I've never seen it. Plus, we get to see Batman brutally murder the Joker in that movie. So, <laughs> really. Christian Bale brutally murders Jared Leto in that movie. Yep. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Jared Leto was in that movie. Uh, speaking of, Tom, I was just talking to Julie about this before. Did you see who was cast in the Batman today? No, who? I haven't been on. Andy Circus was cast as Alfred. For real. And uh, Colin Farrell was cast as the Penguin. What? That's what I said. I can't see that one. Mm-mm. Andy Circus will be good as Alfred, though. I agree. Well, he's good as anything. He's good as anything, and of course, the top the comment Colin on uh, the comment, the top comment on Reddit on that casting was, "Wait a minute, is Alfred going to be a CGI creation?" <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> he won't be in the new, um, well, <laughs> that we've seen in the teeny tiny snippet in the new Christmas Carol. He didn't look CGI, although they might. How good ghost. does that look? I am extremely excited. There's a lot of good Christmas coming, y'all. So for, yes. for those of you who haven't checked it out, FX released their first trailer for A Christmas Carol starring Guy Pierce and Andrew Serkis, and it looks dark and scary, y'all. It looks like it should. Yes. It looks exactly like it should. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not sure how I feel about... Uh, and I get, and I and they mentioned this in the article, and it's something different. I'm not sure I feel about young, good-looking Scrooge instead of like. He's not young. Okay, instead of like old, decrepit, hunched-over Scrooge. Distinguished, handsome, longer-haired Australian man, Guy Pierce. As yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm. I, it's, it's just a different take. I'm excited I like for it. it. I'm just saying. Me too. I'm excited too. <laughs> I am excited too. The traditional take has been so overdone, right? Some traditions are traditions for a reason. It's true. It's true. Did you guys see the trailer for that Netflix Christmas show starring um, Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid? Yeah. No. What's it called? I love Dennis Quaid. Mary Happy Whatever. Oh, is that what it's called? Mary Happy Whatever. Mary Happy Whatever. What did you think? I love Dennis Quaid. Oh, it's a TV series? Oh, is Ashley Tisdale in it? Less excited. I didn't. I did not dig this trailer. It seemed a little too like '90s sitcom for me, but like bad '90s like laugh track type sitcom, not Friends. Aww. But I feel like if it's doing that, like if it's intentional about it, I think it could be good. Yeah, it's true. Oh, or it's it got the be... girl from Last Man Standing in it, right? Or could yeah? Is she or not? Can't tell. I think it has one of them, right? Let's see. It looks like one of the girls. Maybe not. No, I don't know. they all look the same. But she, I don't she know. A, I love Dennis Quaid. She was in a darker movie on Hulu. What was it called? Oh. School? No, I don't remember. Speaking of Hulu, real quick, is anybody watching the new Castle Rock? Yes. Not it is. Yet. How good so is it? So good. It's so much better than the last season, and I like the last season. Yeah, it is. This one is rock solid. Are you, do you have Do you have plans to see Doctor Sleep? I want to very badly. I, I want to too. watch The Shining again first, though. I literally I like watched I it the other night like... in preparation. I love that movie. Yeah, that movie still that. holds up. The score yeah. in that movie is like... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I really want to see Dr. Sleep. 
Did I love our ketchup. I love our pop culture ketchup every week. How we I go through too. like all the stuff we're excited about it makes me happy. Did you guys happen to see that article I posted in the Facebook group today? The BuzzFeed article about the 24 underrated Christmas movies? Like, As per uh, my usual, I read the title and then did not click on it. So it was 24 underrated Christmas movies that should be an annual tradition. We have covered 11 of them. So it makes me question, are they really that underrated? <laughs> so I'm just going <laughs> to read through the list real quick. And they're saying these are underrated and should be watched every December. <laughs> Number one, Arthur, Arthur Christmas. Agree. Mm, hard pass. Agree. <laughs> I agree with Tom. Uh, <laughs> Number two, The Apartment. What? Does it take place at Christmas time? Yes. Oh. I remember that. It's been that long since I've seen and it. And it won a Best Picture Oscar. Oh yeah. Number th- number three is another one we cover the night before. Number four we covered the twelve dates of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Number five we covered Jingle All the Way. <laughs> number six we covered I'll Be Home for Christmas. Number seven we covered While You Were Sleeping. So I guess that kind of falls in your court, Julia. They deemed it a Christmas movie. Absolutely. Number eight, A Muppet Christmas Carol. And I've never heard anyone call that underrated. So I don't know why that's on that one. Me list. either. Yeah, what's uh, up with that? Number nine, Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. Number 10, The Shop Around no. the Corner. I don't know that one. I don't know that one either. It is very old, but it's the most lovely romantic story. It acted so well, and the film just goes by so quickly. Well, it's, it's wonderful writing. James Stewart and Margaret Sullivan are perfectly pitted against each other, and support characters provide excellent entertainment, along with Uncle Buck and A Muppet Christmas Carol. This is a film that, as a family, we sit down to watch every year. That gives me nothing about the plot, but Jimmy Stewart's in it. Yeah, I mean, you had me at Jimmy Stewart. We could have just stopped uh, there. Number 11, Twas the Night with Brian Cranston. I don't know that one. We, see, we haven't done that one. Night. Number 12, Annabelle's Wish. Do you remember that one? Dolly Parton featuring the music of no. Dolly yes. Parton. Number 13, The Addams Family, which I forgot was set at Christmas. I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Huh. I would not call that a Christmas movie, y'all. I think that might be up for debate next October. No, I think we're all going to pretty agree on that one pretty hardcore. <laughs> Number 14, Grumpy Old Men. Anthony, you're just like creating like clickbait on here. I am, but I, I just was so like fascinated by this list because half of them were not underrated. <laughs> Number 15, <laughs> The Family Stone. Number I love si- it. Number 16, Just Friends. Number 17, <laughs> I do agree. This one is criminally underrated. Anna and the Apocalypse. Yes, Absolutely. agree. That one, is truly, that one is truly underrated. Yes. Number 18, Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean from Mr. Bean, which is hilarious, by the way. We need to add that to our list. <laughs> Number nine, Meet Me in St. Louis, although I think that one's questionable as to whether it's Christmas or not. Number 20, another one which I've never heard anyone call underrated, Scrooged. What? Yeah, yeah that's not underrated. Number 21, Nativity, starring Martin Freeman. I love that movie. Have you guys seen it? Uh-oh. I don't think he's so. A, he's, a t- he's a Christmas My son hating. is in it? He's a, <laughs> he's a Christmas-hating teacher who puts on a nativity pageant at school. It's so funny. Is it? Ooh, he's a baby in it. Number 22, Terry Pratchett's Hogfather. I love that book. I never saw the movie. Okay, I have heard that a lot. Number 23, Mickey's Christmas Carol, which is obviously so underrated, right? Underrated? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And 24, Little Women. So I've heard that. I seriously have problems with that list, but whatever. Yeah. Wasn't it Todd Killian that said he feels like BuzzFeed just throws the word underrated in or he made some comment like yeah i think buzzfeed just grabs a bunch of junk and throws it in there anymore it's accurate yeah they do but you know what's not underrated or maybe it actually is we could talk about that tonight the television special we're covering tonight 1987's a garfield christmas tom why don't you give us a plot synopsis john 
Garfield and Otis return to John's family home for Christmas, only to discover what Christmas is all about. So I don't know how to give much more without like just starting to give stuff away, right? It's a great movie. <laughs> That's fair. So before so before we get into cast, I really want to hear our histories with this film. So Jillian, will you want to kick us off? Yep. So I I thought I remembered this this short this movie i don't think i've ever seen it <laughs> i don't think i'd ever seen it it seemed familiar but i don't know if that's from reading the sunday strips because i was a religious garfield reader but for some reason as familiar as it seemed i didn't have a strong rem- remembrance of it and my family's not a big garfield family even though i really liked it you know it's not like we are with peanuts we weren't the same way with garfield that we were with peanuts so I could see maybe this coming on once and me watching it when I was super young and then not watching it again. Are you a fan of the strip? I love it. Every week. I mean, I would read it throughout the week, but I would never miss a Sunday. Not ever. Cause it was my thing. Um, so yeah, I love the strip. I've always loved Garfield, but I don't remember this special, which is shocking. Cause I thought I did. That's really shocking. Yeah. Tom, how about I you? do not remember a time without the special. It was one I look forward to each and every year, and I still just adore the way it makes me feel. It's got like this this perfect balance of silly, whimsical Garfieldiness with like feel good, heart warm. My heart grew three sizes bigger. Um, especially everything between Garfield and Grandma. Oh, it's just yeah. Were and you were you a fan of the comic? I was, I was. I used to, I used to read a lot of comics, um, and I really kept doing them as I grew up too. I like, uh, you know, I remember. I stopped now. I don't do it so much anymore. But I used to. I think my last comic I was really into was Pearls Before Swine. I have a calendar of that on my desk right now. At it's work. pretty hilarious. It is very hilarious. Uh, so my history with Garfield. Obviously, my favorite Garfield ever were the two live-action movies starring Bill Murray. And uh, I have to say that this was one of my four that I loathe. Unpopular opinion. You've already blown that. You talked about how good it was like six times already tonight, Anthony. (laughs) Uh, All of that's a lie. I hate those live action action films. Julia looks so confused when I said that. (laughs) Um, I, I grew up reading the Garfield strip. I love Garfield. So this one I remember from childhood, but more vividly, I remember the little comic book that I had of this special in comic form. I'm pretty sure that's still at my parents' house somewhere. I need to try to find it. But um, this is not one that's remained, that I've watched every year, especially as I've gotten older, like the Peanuts. And I think part of that's just because they don't show it on television as ever, sadly. They don't. Because this no, one deserves to be shown just talk, as much. BuzzFeed. Yeah, I mean, okay. I hope we talk about that later because I'm shocked that like, I almost feel like it's not my fault that I haven't seen this and don't have the memories of it. Because like, why don't they air this more? Right. It was on all the. It was on all the time as a kid. And uh, yeah, that's. I don't think I have seen this since childhood. And when I watched it today for this recording, it just brought back all all of the memories it gave me all of the christmas feels and i'm so excited to talk about it with you guys mm-hmm. me too but before we dive into the special let's run through our cast really quickly voicing garfield himself is lorenzo music who is best known for voicing garfield from 1982 through 1991 Sorry. garfield is my favorite role he's done <laughs> yeah, he hasn't really <laughs> done too much else. He did a voice in Pac-Man. He was in Rhoda. He was a, he did the voice of Peter Venkman in the Real Ghostbusters. Uh, he did a few voices in Darkwing Duck and Tailspin. So he's done a lot of voice work. Playing John Arbuckle, Garfield's owner, is Tom Huge. Oh, and he's like our Tom. He spells it with an H. The only way to spell it. Literally, all he's done is voiced is voice John in a bunch of different Garfield specials. He has nothing else to his name. Uh, doing the voice of Odie, Garfield's dog brother. 
who is adorable, is Gregory Berger, who's done a lot of voice work as well. He's done voices in Final Fantasy X. Uh, he did the voice of Grimlock in The Transformers, Mysterio and Craven the Hunter in Spider-Man. He's done Odie and a bunch of different Garfield stuff. He was Cornfed Pig and Duckman, Bill Licking from The Angry Beavers, Agent K from Men in Black the Series, the Gromble from Ah Real Monsters, Eeyore in Kingdom Hearts 2, playing Grandma Arbuckle is the famous Pat Carroll, who did the voice of Ursula and the Little Mermaid, and uh, she was on Laverne and Shirley, ER, the Danny Thomas Show, and she's won Emmys, Grammys, Tony Awards. What's your favorite Pat Carroll? Do you have one? I mean, Ursula. <laughs> is it, yeah, I was going to say, is that really up for debate? <laughs> that's also her favorite role she ever did you know is well it? you know she wasn't the first one offered that role right i do was the, the name first, we would recognize the first, the first one first? i forget her what's her name blanche from golden it was girls <gasps> really? yeah blanche. She, that's probably easier she she was offered it and her agent turned it down without even letting her know and when she found out years later she was is um yeah she would have been an awesome Ursula too though she really would have been there was something about that the depth of her voice though that was so good Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that that blanche wouldn't have had and then you know when although she would have done the seducing of eric a lot better oh boy (laughs) (laughs) been a different movie And there aren't many other, you have Julie Payne as Mom Arbuckle, Pat Harrington Jr. as Dad Arbuckle, and David L. Lander from Laverne and Shirley as Doc Arbuckle. So, Doc. <laughs> Let's get into this, y'all. Let's get into it. <laughs> so, so this special, okay, before we get into it, I asked Julia this question before you hopped on Tom and I want to have this discussion while we're recording because okay. I'm honestly not sure. Can people hear Garfield talk or is it all in his head? Is it his inner monologue? No. Okay. No. So we were right. It's all inner monologue. Yeah. Inner monologue. Yeah. That okay. makes sense then. And it makes sense then why we can't hear Odie talk. Odie okay. because Odie can't actually communicate. He can hear the people, but Odie's just a bark because Odie's just a bark. But then I guess that doesn't make sense because we have Furball later and he can hear Furball, right? Was well, a Furball a cat? Maybe that's it. So we, we talked about this briefly off camera and I had never thought about it. But as I was talking my th- way through it, so Anthony's like, yeah, I don't think other people can hear him. And I'm like, I mean, I think they probably can. But then I'm like, or maybe it's just because cats are kind of jerky and sarcastic in action anyway that john sees garfield's reaction probably gets like the gist of what garfield is inner monologuing just by virtue (laughs) of being a cat and then i was like and then anthony said yeah because i mean we never hear odie talk and i'm like is that because odie's like a dumb dog with no (laughs) with no higher level inner monologue anyway so he really is like you see what you get no Uh, no because we do we do see no we do see odie do a lot of things that are really sweet though like odie's odie's thinking a lot in um i don't think odie's meant to be dumb he's just meant to be an enthusiastic dog dog. yeah yeah he's just a loving yeah squirrel exactly yeah (laughs) So, okay. By the way, the way Ellie says that, it's so cute and it's going to break my heart when she doesn't say it anymore. How it's did one she of those say words. I'll have, to, I'll have to get it on video for, or on audio for y'all. It's just one of those words that uh, every time she says it, I'm like, oh, swirl. It's a swirl. <laughs> so, so this is the last time this aired was until 2000. Wow. Oh my God. That's crazy. Why? That makes no sense. Is there rights issues? I don't know. It said uh, December 14, 2000 was the final CBS broadcast of it. That's so sad. That's a shame, honestly. It really is a shame. So the special opens up with our favorite fat lasagna-loving cat in a blissful dream where, where John, dressed as an elf, lays out like 10 lasagnas for him and then gets him this robotic Santa that can read his mind and get him everything we want, everything he wants, 
And uh, this leads us into our first song of the special, Gimme, 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 Gimme. This is my least favorite song of the special. Mm-hmm. It's necessary, though, for Garfield's change at the end of the special. It is. It is. That's how we see his, his Linus moment is that much bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would argue, <laughs> owning two cats myself, this is probably more <laughs> in line with like, how cats actually see the world than how Garfield sees the world <laughs> at the end of the special. <laughs> so Garfield wakes up, and John tells him it's Christmas Eve morning, and they're going to the farm to celebrate. Christmas with his family and Garfield is as enthused as you would expect (laughs) of this cat. (laughs) And John is all of us on the podcast, right? All the listeners of this podcast. He loves Christmas. (laughs) Loves it. (laughs) And I think my favorite song of the special is what he, him and Garfield sing on the way to the farm can't wait till christmas mm-hmm. when john is singing about how exciting he is and garfield is making sarcastic asides like about <laughs> how everything john finds excited has a, he puts a negative spin on all of it mm-hmm. which i found really funny and mm-hmm. odie is just sitting in the back popping up between them howling along with john <laughs> now I love him. Granted, it's been a while since I've read the strips or seen any of the Garfield cartoons, but I always thought John was a little meaner to Garfield. Like, I always thought they were more antagonistic than the special portrayed them. No? No. No, I got that sense from the... He's... He could get angry. But he's always kind. He had an edge to him. He's always kind to him, you know? I think some of it's the um, animation. The glorious... Some of the way they draw the eyes. Well, it's like specifically like the way the eyes are drawn at times. The eyelids specifically make him look angry when maybe he's not actually angry. Yeah, that's maybe fair. Um, kind of like, bl- like Blinky's eyes always look psychotic. <laughs> Speaking of the animation, I think a lot of people pointed out their favorite part, the same favorite animated part later on, which we'll get to in a bit. But um, So... When we get to the farmhouse, we meet John's family, his goofy brother, Doc. His amazing brother that we <laughs> oh, all Oh, I love him so with. much. <laughs> his um, loving mother, who acts like a typical Italian woman, even though they're clearly not Italian, and overcooks for every occasion. <laughs> she had about 10 different types of pie for this small family get-together. I'm sorry, I don't see. I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, what's the problem with this? <laughs> and their father, who is your, t- he's kind of the stereotypical. I don't want to say, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the tough guy, but you know, you're kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know the word, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, Tom, do you want to come? He's to not the really macho. He's it's not macho. And you meet John's grandmother who is a widow. Mm-hmm. She, she's she, so she, she's feisty. She's sweet mm-hmm. and she's feisty, but she has these moments where, so right she away. Ignored and left out. Yes. And right away, Garfield takes a liking to her because mm-hmm. she's sitting in her rocking chair and Garfield, your typical cat, just likes to curl up and sleep. So he hops in her mm-hmm. lap. And she's your typical older woman who, who's lonely. She comes across as lonely and talks to the cat while she's stroking his head. And she talks to Garfield about her husband and how Christmas was his favorite time of the year. She goes so far as to say it was his favorite day of the year. Mm-hmm. And it hasn't been the same since she lost him. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more mature content and subject matter than you would expect from Garfield, right? Yes, it is. Um, I didn't have the gravitas as a, when I was a kid. It's like, oh, crazy old, probably because my great-grandmother was a lot like her. Mm-hmm. That's, huh, that's probably why I like her so much. <laughs> that makes me think of my Nana. Anyway. Um, oh. Because she would say the same things to her on the holiday. She'd get kind of depressed and away from the family, and so we'd have to go over and cheer her up and get her involved. And um, Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's not something I really thought about as a kid. But uh, when I watched it this week, it definitely hit me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And and Garfield, uh, for for his part, while he's lying there, he he absorbs everything she's saying to her. Yeah. She's saying to him. So, as this is going on, the art buckles get very excited to celebrate Christmas. <laughs> they put up their Christmas tree and decorate it, and uh, <laughs> they can't get the star on top. So John gives the star to Garfield, who he has climbed the tree like a cat. <laughs> and, when, <laughs> and when Garfield gets to the top, he kind of <laughs> he kind of gets a bit of vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> But even though he gets a star up there, all the ornaments fall down. And it's a, it's just a funny, cute moment. Um, this is one of those moments I remember from whenever it is I watched oh, of it. Of course. Yeah, it's like this I remember vividly. It made me want to ask, when do, you, do you guys put the star on the tree last? Yes. We do. We do it first. Yeah, I do, it after, the, I do it after the lights because it plugs exactly. into the lights. So I just plug it in right in. Yeah. Plug it in, plug it in. Um, so I was with Garfield or Doc or whoever called out, like, why do we always have to do the star last? <laughs> yeah, it was the dad. It was the dad, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, when, when I was uh, growing up, my, me and my sister always used to argue about who got to put the star on because my parents would always do it last, but I don't think mm-hmm. they do it anymore. Um, last year was the first year I got to lift up Ellie and have her put it on, and it was oh. very... It was something I was excited about as a kid. My, I remember one Christmas, my uncle had been at uh, Fort Pendleton. He was in the Marines, um, and he came home for Christmas. And I idolized my uncle as a kid. And um, he picked me up and let me put the star on one year. And I just, it still has its vivid Aww. memory of me feeling like, hey, hey, look what I did, you know? Oh, I love Aww. that. Yeah. <laughs> so once the tree is all decorated and they plug the lights in, there's this really fun... <laughs> funny animated bit that multiple people have called out on our social media where all the Arbuckles go ooh. Oh my gosh, their <laughs> lips. Their, their lips like can't extend. Oh, they make the O shape. It's <laughs> so great. <laughs> it's so, so 80s. Great. It is so 80s. It's just, it's perfect. This whole special is. Mm-hmm. Where did you guys watch it, by the way? Daily Motion. Daily Motion. You guys missed out. I watched it on YouTube and they had the commercial breaks with full <gasps> 80s commercials in it. Right. So, th- so they, a- they were advertising McDonald's. They were advertising some Christmas concert that was live on TV a few weeks later. It was Man. awesome. It brought back all the nostalgia and feelings. Can I need to rewatch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will post it when this episode drops. You totally need to rewatch it though. It's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's the first one that comes up. So while the Arbuckles, while Grandma's missing her husband, and the Arbuckles are getting ready to celebrate Christmas, Odie keeps disappearing <laughs> sporadically to the barn, <laughs> um, where Garfield find, goes out, af- sneaks out after him, and finds him making something, and. Uh, while Garfield's in the barn, he accidentally stumbles into this box full of letters, which uh, turn out to be love letters from and to Grandma and Grandpa when they were courting one another years and years ago, mm-hmm. which is really sweet. Mm-hmm. So, um, love it. Before we even get to Christmas morning, though, I love, love, love the fact. <laughs> that John and his brother Doc, who is in footy pajamas, by the way. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> burst into their parents' room. Hey, Dad, is it time to open gifts yet? It's 1 a.m. <laughs> Which is still what I'm like. <laughs> me too. Doc, to me, looked a lot like uh, Blinky. Did y'all notice that? Uh-uh. I did not notice that. Watch it. You'll see it. By the way, I love that. <laughs> I love that dad still has to read Binky, this clown that's the clown who <laughs> saved Christmas to his sons with voices and everything. And, everything. <laughs> and as uh, our fellow podcaster, Mike Westfall, <laughs> commented in social media, we never got to find out how Binky saved Christmas, <laughs> which is a bit of a disappointment. <laughs> I never really noticed that. 
<laughs> Somebody's so, a lot more observant than me, huh? <laughs> so Christmas morning comes, the family opens their gifts, and Garfield has one left gift, one last gift for Grandma, and it's the letters he found in the barn. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, not cool. Not cool. <laughs> not cool. Odie deserved to go. He would never find a door for Odie. No. Yeah, Odie, Odie deserves the that. credit. But you know what? Odie has his little sweet mo- grandma so touched and thankful to Garfield. Mm-hmm. Then we find out where what Odie was doing in that barn, the whole special. And he was making Garfield a homemade back scratcher. Which oh. Garfield is truly thankful for, especially because the well, Odie, Odie has always loved Garfield and looked up to Garfield. Garfield's always mm-hmm. found him to be an annoyance. Mm-hmm. But uh, Garfield is truly touched by Odie's gift. And uh, this is where our Linus moment comes in, right? Because Garfield expresses it, like, in words. He says, it's not the giving, it's not the getting, it's the loving. It's the loving. Oh. And uh, him and Odie... I love it. <laughs> share a hug we get a last song a good old-fashioned christmas as we pan out the farmhouse on this beautiful christmas morning and the end it's a short simple sweet christmas special but it hits all the right notes oh yeah yeah it was like less than 25 minutes yeah and yet it had a nicer linus moment than a lot of the full-length movies we do yes it did without being overly sentimental without being schmoozy feeling it was just like it was like perfect and yeah, really like just, just knowing the history of Garfield made that moment all the sweeter, knowing he is just this grumpy, lazy cat. Like, mm-hmm. like knowing nothing about Garfield, you can go into the special and appreciate the moment, but knowing yep. just what he's like in general, mm-hmm. if you have that history with the comic strip and the other cartoons, it made the moment all the better. This movie, though, this movie, it looked Christmassy to me. Mm-hmm. I loved all the original songs. I loved the hokey 80s animation. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I know Bill Murray does the voice of Garfield in the live action movies, but he did a really good impression of this guy because they sound similar. They really do. Yeah, I don't know. It was perfect. And I'm really sad this doesn't get airtime anymore because it deserves it. And we've had mm-hmm. people comment on that a few times the past two years of doing the show. I think there was, again, a debate on Twitter at one point where people were saying this should be aired every year with the Peanuts. It should be. It absolutely should That's be fair. aired. Mm-hmm. I mean, it holds true. It looks 80s, but but it doesn't feel massively dated to me. Well, you, you can tell, like, where the Peanuts, you can tell they probably touched it up and made it look nicer mm-hmm. over the years that they haven't done it with this special. <laughs> Well, I don't yeah. know. They have it has been released on DVD, and none of us saw that. To be fair, that's hmm. true. That is true. Yeah, I Do would never have... say that Daily Motion has a high quality standards for. <laughs> I, I will say this was released the same Christmas as the Claymation Christmas Spectacular that we covered back in April, yeah. and I and I am shocked that that one won the Emmy over this one that year for original no animated special. Did it really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Is it because they were in a different category? Because one was shorter than the other? They were up against one another. Wow, I'm shocked. That was wrong. They should have. I I do wonder whether it's because probably more time and effort went into the claymation. But if you're going on story, I mean, this one is obviously leagues and bounds. Absolutely. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Do you guys have any favorite quotes? Yes. It's when um, it's when they're in the car on the way to Christmas celebration, and you have the nice juxtaposition of John and Garfield. So John says, "I remember when my brother Doc Boy and I were little." Garfield, "Oh brother, here we go again. Dad would chop down the tree. Chores. Mom would fix up a meal. Work. Doc Boy would get in the way. Fighting. Big fat hairy deal." Decorating the tree, gardening, wiring all the lights, electrical contracting. (laughs) (laughs) I was cracking up. So good. Appeals to kids and adults. Love it. I like before uh, Garfield goes up the tree to take the star. John makes a big deal. He's like, Garfield, I have a very important job for you. It's a dangerous job, but if you succeed, you'll be a hero. I want you to take the star up to the top and place it or up the tree and place it on the top. 
Garfield says, climbing trees is my life, sir. If I'm not back there now, send a banana cream pie after me. (laughs) (laughs) So I like when um, John wakes Garfield up Christmas Eve morning, and John's like, are you ready for this, Garfield? It's Christmas Eve morning. We're going to pack up our presents and go to the farm for Christmas. Won't that be fun? Garfield says, you've got a real sick sense of humor, John. You know that, don't you? (laughs) And John says, the whole family is going to be there. Dad, mom, and grandma, and doc boy. And Garfield's like, and good boy, bad boy, old boy, attaboy. (laughs) And John's like, come on, Garfield. We have a busy day ahead of us. And Garfield says, why is it every Christmas I get drug out of my warm bed just to see some stupid old relatives? And why is it we always have to go to that stupid old farm? Why can't they come here where my warm bed is? Why am I whispering? I really like the part where uh, Grandma <laughs> referred, like she um, she sees Garfield and she's like, I remember back when all we had were wood-burning cats. <laughs> <laughs> so I like when Grandma and Garfield are talking and Grandma says, of course, to make it through this whole life, you have to be a little crazy. And Garfield's like, you said it, Grandma. And Grandma's like, why, just look at me. I talk to cats. <laughs> Her cackle was so great, too. Yeah. I like when John tells Garfield, uh, asks Garfield if he wants leftovers, and Garfield makes a comment about how he's watching his waistline or something, but this is after he just ate, like, tons, and, like, the animation just shows his stomach is bulging, and Garfield's like, come on, John, I'm watching my waistline. And when John calls his brother his favorite brother, and Doc is like, I'm your only brother, John. (laughs) That is funny. I like it when Grandma played the piano instead of Doc Boy. She just starts boogieing. She boogies. I like when they get to the farm and John tells Garfield to behave himself, and Garfield's like, okay, I'll wait in the car. (laughs) Did anybody quote the whoever invented Christmas trees should be dragged out into the streets and shot? Garfield? (laughs) You just did. <laughs> Is this a Christmas special? Yes, absolutely. Does this wow. pass the Linus test? In spades. Are we ready to rank this? We are. Yes. So TV specials list, right? Yep. yep. So it's being ranked against Charlie Brown's Christmas and the Grinch that stole Christmas. I'm giving it a 10. Yep. It's got a 10 from me. Julia, I'm with you. I'm giving it a 10. Guys, guys, guys. Pure pressure. Yes! 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 We have our perfect 10. Our first perfect 10 on the official Christmas television canon list, which puts that number one above Mickey's Christmas Carol. Wow. Well deserved. Oh, I forgot because we moved Mickey. That's right. Yep. Well deserved. Well deserved. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if any... <laughs> If anybody from CBS is listening, play this again. It would be the perfect companion to Charlie Brown. They both have the Linus, a Linus moment in Charlie Brown, but this has the perfect Linus moment outside mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. They should be played back to back. If I was head of programming, I'd put them back to back every year. Uh, that would be a great idea. You should do that when you're, you're head of programming at CBS. <laughs> we had a lot of people say this was their favorite Christmas special. We had got way too many comments to read them all, but most people loved it. Everyone loved it. We didn't get a negative comment. A lot of people said it was their favorite Christmas special. A lot of people commented that the ooh animation oh was their I love favorite that so part. Much. Um, I'm glad all of us are in agreement. Me too. Me too. Um, we needed that. We did need that. The perfect film. So we had a interesting question posed on our Tis the Podcast Reddit by listener Gary Blauman. And he asked, which Tis the Pod elf do you most identify with? And he wrote, all of us who are fans of the pod are likely fans because Julia, Anthony, and Tom are Christmas lovers who have different personalities. Those personalities are what makes us tune in each week. So I ask all of you, which of the elves do you tend to connect with best when they're rating movies slash specials? For me, I tend to match it best with Anthony. Thanks, Gary. I can dislike something, yet still find a way to give it a relatively high rating. Ha ha. 
post nostalgia tends to play a big part for both of us. So I think this is an awesome question. And I think we should also pose it on our Facebook group because I would love to hear what other people think. It's but very self-serving if we post it ourselves. That's just weird. We can't do it ourselves. I, I, I want to know. I want to know, though. I'll credit Gary Blauman, but I want to know. Um, we did get – we each got somebody to agree to relate most with us. Wintertime 13 relates with Julia. We both seem to find the best in even the worst movies. I also tend to agree with her ratings the most. And G.J. Davila said, Tom, except in regards to the Rankin-Bass stuff. But my favorite comment, an A-plus for creativity, goes to longtime loyal listener Disco54, who, who turned our love of Harry Potter into an amazing Sorting Hat song for the podcast, or poem for the podcast. <laughs> And his comment reads, into the houses we all go. For listeners of the pod- this podcast twee, you'll find that there are houses three. House Caruso is the first you'll find for listeners of a New York mind. If you are of a sarcastic bent, here is where you're surely meant. House Colburn is the next to call. Listeners with open hearts are here, y'all. If you can see the best each time, you're kinder here, so you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Tom's giving me a glare now. I don't think he's sorry, actually. I, I don't either. <laughs> Finally, there is House Crow. For most of us, is a huge no-no. It's well known that Tom truly is the worst. However, your kinship with him may see you first. So choose wisely, dear listener. Your house awaits. The Tis the Podcast Great House Sort starts today. Spot on. Disco. Tom, I will say, I will say in your defense, when I saw Disco posted, I was like, oh, he's going to, he's going to, like, he's going to say something. Not the nicest about me because he disagrees with me a lot. So when I saw that he was hardest on you, it was a pleasant surprise. I'm going to assume it was because it's a running joke. (laughs) It is exactly because it's a running joke. Yeah. It wouldn't be so bad if Anthony didn't get such a nice review. (laughs) Speaking of reviews, did we get a new review this week, Tom? We did. So we got one new review from Jurison on Apple Podcasts, 9Js on R-I-F-N-N. So that was my attempt to pronounce that. If I mispronounce your name, I'm sorry. I thought your connection broke up. When y'all didn't laugh, I thought I had to explain the joke. Jurifin says, this is my favorite podcast. It delivers wonderful Christmas content all year long. And it's especially wonderful once we get into those burr months. Thank you so much, Jurifin. Um, oh, if you would, you. email that us at awesome. elves, email us at elves at com, and we'll send you a sticker for the awesome review. Uh, I believe they actually already messaged us um, on Facebook. Oh, you got they posted. it? Yeah, so I'll send one out to you. Julia, where else can people contact us? Where, where can they let us know which of the three of us they identify with the most based on our reviews? Well, we have lots of different places where you can do that, but one easy way to get to them. So you can access all of our social medias with a nice quick link that Tom the best has set up for us to make our lives easier. You can go to tisthepodcast.com backslash Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group, Instagram, and you can also get to our Patreon site that way as well. Um, Any of our social medias, we love to interact with you on. So come and talk to us. Um, Let us know which host you identify with the best. Give some love to Tom because (laughs) I'm I'm good, y'all. I'm good. No, 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 no. (laughs) In, In fairness, everyone, I know we joke, but Tom is the best. All our websites and everything. We all are. All, all he's doing. He, all the merchandise, which we should plug that, is all of Tom's doing. He puts a lot of work into this show, and he is not the worst. Go to shop.tisthepodcast.com, and you can get some cool merch, just like Charlene, who got her 
who posted a picture of her drinking out of her new Just the Podcast mug. Why are we it does a- put you in more Christmas spirit. Yes, it does. Anthony, do we have any patrons to welcome this week? I'm guessing we do, and I'm guessing yes, Tom, Tom just sent do. them somewhere. No, he hasn't yet. He's logging in right now. <laughs> <laughs> we need to welcome our new friend, Holly Hogan. Thank you so much for supporting Holly, and be sure to reach out and let us know what you think. Your sticker will be on the way. Hey, welcome. Welcome, Holly. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Please don't do that I'll again. I bet that's the first time she's heard that. <laughs> <laughs> So we have exciting movies to cover the next two weeks. Next week, we're covering Scrooge, the 1950-something version starring Alistair Sims. And the week after, we're covering the brand new Disney Plus film, Noel. Yay! Yay. Guys, we have some more exciting news. What could possibly be more exciting than the movies we have coming up? We only have 1,056 hours until Christmas. That sounds ridiculously close. No, you know it sounds ridiculously close? That's only 44 days. That's only six weeks until Christmas. I need to get shopping. Yeah. Amen. And it's time for time to slow down a little bit. Yes. It's it's not going to. It's not going to. It's just going to get faster. But, you know... We all have our trees up, right? We do. Mine is right behind me right now. I will have mine up when I get home. Yay. So do your homework, y'all. Share pictures of all of your Christmas decorations on our social medias because we'd love to see your trees. Mm -hmm. Let us know which elf you relate most to. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. (laughs) Bye, guys. Anthony just said, Departing for Christmas Town. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when my brother Doc Boy and I were little. Oh, brother, here we go again. Dad would chop down the tree. Chores. Mom would fix up the meal. Work. Doc Boy would get in the way. Fighting. Big, fat, hairy deal. Decorating the tree. Gardening. Wiring all of the lights. Electrical contracting. Wrapping boxes and writing out cards. Office work. Out of sight. Then we'd take those presents and pile them under the tree. We'd barely get a wink of sleep, wondering what they could be. The special gifts of Christmas, Christmas that really make it great, it's so great. are the insomnia and the anxiety kids get from having to wait. Can't wait till Christmas, there's so much to do. Can't wait till Christmas, wake me when it's through.